Good morning, K Chapel. Good morning. Oh, listen at those hand clap. Y'all ready this morning. Isn't the Lord good? Have you entered into his gates with thanksgiving? Are you ready to praise his holy name? Are you glad about his goodness and his mercy that he's been with us? He's been guiding us and protecting us all week long. Can anybody say hallelujah? Hallelujah! Praise his holy name. Ooh, thank you, Jesus. Let us pray. God, we are here again. And we don't count it slightful. Some of us have had a hard week. Some of us, our health has been challenging us, Lord. But you saw fit to give us healing power. And we just want to say, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord, for letting us wake up and be in our right mind this morning. And as Sister Lucille Rose would say to us, and we knew our name. Hallelujah for knowing our names. God, we thank you for every home that's represented this morning. We thank you for everyone that came into this sanctuary with a spirit of holiness and wanting to be blessed by your holy name. And God, now let us open up our hearts. Let us just open up to be filled with your spirit. Let us be filled with the songs that this wonderful group will sing and listen to the melodic messages that are given to us by our orchestra. And then God, prepare our hearts for the message so that we can be fed from our pastor. And not only just fed, but we know that he's going to give us such good food that we can take it and spread it with someone else. God, we thank you for this opportunity. But we're not so selfish that we thank you for our opportunity, but we thank you for every church door that's open, for every group that's assembled anywhere in the world under your holy name. Bless, Lord. Increase, Lord. We ask for your forgiveness right now for any sins that we have done this week. And God, we ask for you to continue to look upon us as your children as we struggle with whatever is going on in state government and national government. For we know that there is no power greater than you. And we are increasing in our faith knowing that we walk by faith. Now, Lord... We commit this prayer to you, and every saint in the building is going to say amen, amen, and amen. Let's give the Lord a hand clap of praise. Hallelujah. Let us sing to the glory of God. All right, everybody, clap those hands, clap those hands. It's time to give our God some praise up in here this morning. Come on. Help us sing. Every praise. Every praise.
Good morning. Our scripture today comes from the book of Luke, the fifth chapter, verses 4 through 11. They read as follows. Now when he had left speaking, he said unto Simon, launch out into the deep and let down your nets for a draught. And Simon answering said unto him, Master, we have toiled all the night and have taken nothing. Nevertheless, at thy word, I will let down the net. And when he had this done, they enclosed a great multitude of fishes and their net break. And they beckoned unto their partners, which were in the other ship, that they should come and help them. And they came and filled both ships so that they began to sink. When Simon Peter saw it, he fell down at Jesus' knees, saying, Depart from me, for I am a sinful man, O Lord. For he was astonished, and all that were with him, at the draught of the fishes which they had taken. And so was also James and John, the sons of De Zebedee, excuse me, which were partners with Simon. And Jesus said unto Simon, Fear not, from henceforth thou shalt catch men. And when they had brought their ships to land, they forsook all and followed him. Go bow with me for a word of prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, Lord, we thank you for allowing us to assemble this morning to worship, to be obedient to your word. Lord, we pray for those that couldn't make it this morning. We pray for those that are sick, Lord, for those that are shut in, for those that are mourning. Lord, we pray for our community. We pray for our state, Lord. We pray for our nation and the leadership. Lord, I also pray for those that are, that are locked up behind prison walls, Lord. Pray for those that are facing that, that, those consequences for actions that they may or may not have taken, Lord. Lord, bless the pastor as he brings the word this morning. Convict our hearts, Lord. Help us to forgive those that have trespassed against us, Lord. Lord, we pray that something is said or done that will touch the hearts and lead someone to Christ. Lord, as we go down from this place, we ask for safety. And, we, and these blessings that we ask, Lord, in Jesus' name. purchase of books for the summer reading program by donating through the Cade app, the website, or through the offering envelopes. Amen? Amen. Oh, hand clap of praise for the book drive. For the book drive. Thank you. This is a reminder, those of us that are enduring to the end, we are getting close to 28 days of prayer and fasting. <laughs> all right, all right. All right, beginning week four on Wednesday this week, be sure and go to our website and find the special instructions. Applications for the NAACP. Does everybody know what that stands for? National Association for yeah. Color People, right. 
So we want to advance, and the way we advance is that we keep supporting organizations that do what we don't do, all right? Because they have legal divisions, they have training divisions, they're bringing up children with the understanding of social action, and we need your support. Uh, Brother Cheatham and Sister Mary Garner, are you in the house today? Okay, there are envelopes, their brother Cheatham is back here. There are envelopes at the front door. The instruction is that you will take an envelope today and you will fill it out and bring it back next Sunday. Next Sunday. Now, do I have some hand claps of praise that you're gonna follow those instructions? <laughs> Amen, that was kinda weak, but I, I, I just say y'all kinda tired this morning. All right, the last emphasis we have today. Oh, no, let me, let me. Somebody, y'all got your keys. Somebody doesn't have any way to get home. I'm holding your life up here. Okay, so it's going to be up here with me. And if you want them, I don't charge much. All right, so the Sunday School Intern Division has emphasis on Black History Month. Will you please come at this time? Good morning. Come on, we can do better than that. Good morning, K-Chop, come on. All right, come on, let's go. All right, so I'm Brother Driscoll Duvall. I'm happy to be joined with my daughter, uh, Madison Duvall. And uh, we first want to give honor to God and thank our pastor uh, and the entire church family for your continuous love and support for the youth department and our Sunday schools, uh, adult and uh, your in teen and children's Sunday school. We want to thank you so much. Dr. Martin Luther King once said, set out to do a job so well that the living, dead, and unborn could not do it any better. We are excited to build on that momentum as we invite you all to our Sunday School Black History program that will take place on next Sunday, February the 25th at 9.30 a.m. in the Willie Wright Family Life Center Gymnasium as we learn more about the early life and works of Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. Um, we want to invite you all to go back in time with us to see Dr. King's impact on the year youth during this time and how the directions of the past can help direct how we address the issues of today and the future. So we hope to see you there as we creatively worship, grow, connect, and serve. Thank you. Good morning, K. Chapo. That sounds a little better. <laughs> I'm going to ask you a question before we proceed. If you fall in that category, I want you to say at the top of your voice, Jesus is Lord. Jesus is Lord. All right, you got it. Now, here's the question. Do we have any cheerful givers in the house? Jesus is Lord. Oh, that show sounds good then. Well, it's tires off in time to read why I asked. This is the time where we all get the opportunity to bless the Lord through our giving. Yeah. We understand that fully worshiping God includes our offerings, which are given primarily for three reasons here at Jade Chapel. 
The first reason, it demonstrates our obedience to God's word. The second reason is because as a sign of giving thanks to God for providing provisions for our daily needs. And thirdly, the reason why we give is simply because we want to see the kingdom of God grow through the missions and ministries that occur here, throughout city, our state, our nation, and around the world. Now, there are multiple ways in which you can give. You can give by using the traditional envelope system. <clears throat> Excuse me. You can mail it in, or you can drop it off by the office. You also can use the Cave Chapel app. And for those of you that are with us by live stream, you too can bless the Lord through your gift by utilizing the number that's on your stream. So how much you give, and whichever way you decide to give, we do encourage you to do so without grudging or of necessity. For God loves a cheerful giver. God bless you.
before a word of prayer. Lord, we thank you for those that were able to give, Lord. Bless those that, that gave. Lord, we ask that uh, you use this offering for furtherance of your kingdom and the needs that need to be met, Lord. Um, we thank you for it. Again, in Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Let the church say amen. Let's say amen again. Amen. Anybody glad to be in the house of prayer? Anybody thank the Lord? This is the day that the Lord has made. Anybody out there rejoicing this morning? Are you really glad to be in the house of prayer? Simon says, I was glad when they said unto me, let us go into the house of the Lord. I was glad. I came running when they said unto me. I, I came shouting when they said unto me. Somebody said, it's Sunday morning. I need a Sunday morning praise in this house. Glad to be in the service. One more time. Hallelujah. Glory to his name. Amen. Amen. Good to see each of you, my father's children. Amen. This is the day that the Lord has made. We rejoice and we are indeed exceedingly glad. It's a good day. It's a good day. Amen. Every day you can wake up is a good day. Every day you can get up. It's a better day. Because you know everybody who wake up can't get up but the Lord woke you up and the Lord got you up you ought to tell the Lord thank you my God my God what an awesome God we serve what a glorious God we serve amen and we're excited this morning we're excited this morning because we're giving the right hand of fellowship this morning to our new members amen amen come on glorify God for that I'm going to ask members of our new members orientation, if you will come there in that pretty orange right there. Y'all look too pretty not to be seen this morning. Amen. So new members orientation, you all come on up and help us get our new members, all of our new members, the right hand of fellowship. Amen. Come on and thank God this morning for our new members, K Chapel. Come on, you can do better than that. Look at all these new members the Lord is blessing us with. Come on, y'all. Come on, somebody. Come on, somebody. All of these new members, welcome to K-Chapel, amen. My God, my God. Somebody said, we need a bigger boat. Amen. What? What a fellowship.
the Lord. God is great and greatly to be praised. Amen. God is doing great things among us. Amen. Great things with us and great things to us. And we thank God for all of our new members. I do know that at least one uh, could not be with us this morning who's getting the right hand of fellowship as well. We want to give extend to him the virtual right hand of fellowship because he's in town, but he's a pastor, a local pastor, Reverend Cordell Fields who's the pastor of the Pine Grove Baptist Church, is now a member here. Amen. But, of course, he's pastoring. Amen. So he's with his church, with his flock. But 
uh, he moved to uh, this area from Clarksdale, Mississippi, and he said to me, Pastor, I don't want to be in an area and not have a pastor. Amen. And so he is elected to make this his church family home, and we're extending uh, to Reverend Cordell Fields a virtual right hand of fellowship right now. Amen. 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 Listen, all of our new members are special and important to us. We thank God for each of you. There, there are several, though, who I do want to recognize just because of the special way that they have joined us. Amen? And I want to do this because I want to let you who are, who are watching know that this is an option for you as well. We have three new members who are distant members who do not live in Jackson, who do not live in Mississippi. Amen. But they are here this morning all the way from Alabama. Amen. I'm going to ask our new Alabama members to stand and come on, say welcome to our new Alabama members. Amen. 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 I, I highlight them because they are distant members, which is a new option that we are offering here at K Chapel for those who have been watching all across the United States and you've been saying to us, we want to be a part of what's going on, you can now do that. Amen. And we have distant membership uh, available. Uh, we've explained to them what, what that entails and the expectations both from their part and from our part. And it works for them. We're going to make it work for us. Amen. 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 And so if you are in Atlanta or in Dallas or in Fort Worth or in Chicago, wherever you are and you've been wanting to join K Chapel, you don't have an excuse now. You can do it right now and be one of our new distant members. Amen. Congratulations to our first distant members. God bless you. Listen, I want to also invite on next Sunday. Now, I was not given any information. Here's what they told me to say. Yeah, this is what they told me to say. They said, listen, tell them that if they are youth between the ages of 10 and 19, between the ages of 10 and 19, that you do not want to miss next Sunday. Between 10 and 19, you need to be in this sanctuary. And they said, that's all we're going to tell you, because if we tell you anything else, you're going to tell it. I said, y'all don't think I can hold a secret? They say, well, you just get beside yourself. Sometimes we're in the pulpit, Reverend. So 10 to 19, if you have young people between the ages of 10 and 19, we want them here at church on next Sunday. And the note says, the note says, the only thing, only, only little hint they gave me was, um, let me see, something good is coming, and that's all I'm allowed to say. That, that's literally what they put on my desk. <laughs> Something good is coming. That's all I'm allowed to say. So I've said what I'm allowed to say. 10 to 19, we want to see you here on next Sunday. Amen. God bless you and God keep you. As we were given the right hand of fellowship, I thought about a debate that I read and this was this was on Facebook in the debate for pastor there was some saying that the church is dwindling away and then thank God there was a minister who said you all can say what you will and I'm sharing this with each and every one of you because we concur with what this 
pastor said. He said, you can say what you will, but the church is Jesus' bride. And what God has joined together, let no man put asunder. And that's all I'm going to say about that. The church ain't going nowhere. That's a sermon in itself, Rev. <laughs> Ministry of one another. Therefore, confess your sins to each other and pray for each other so that you may be healed. The prayer of a righteous person is powerful and effective. Praying for others is not only a blessing for us to do, but it is also a vital part of living the Christian life. One way that we can strengthen our relationship with the Lord is by praying for one another. So let us continue to pray for these, our bereaved families. Sister Rosalind Sylvester lost her son-in-law, Mr. Van Gillen Johnson, who was the husband of her daughter, Miss Wanda Sylvester Johnson, and that service was held on yesterday in Oxford, Mississippi. In the hospital or either in nursing homes, we have Brother Walter Cheatham, Sister Olivia Sims Jones, Sister Deborah Ledbetter, Sister Cynthia Buchanan, Sister Christy Wright Jones, Sister Gloria Greer, Sister Jackie Simmons, Deaconess Minnie Ellis, and Brother Benny Larry. Recovering at home, Sister Wilma Jean Chaffee, Brother Kelvin Rowell, Brother John Sanders, Brother Aaron Thompson Sr., Sister Frankie Johnson, Sister Marilyn Lankford, Brother Charles Hodge, Sister Polly Johnson Williamson, Sister Demetria Davenport, Sister Anita Shaw, Brother Levi McBride, Brother Al Levy, Sister Sharon Turner Davis, Sister Shirley Swims, Brother Al Buchanan, and Brother Sammy Henderson. And as we continue to remind you, pray when you can, visit wherever you can, and every day of your life, just thank the Lord God that you can. Amen.
and praise go to our God. He is worthy. He sits on a throne in heaven, high and lifted up, worthy is the Lamb. You don't mind helping me with one of our traditional hymns of the church. servants are listening in spite of my frailty in spite of my fragility use me anyhow in spite of my wrong and my wretchedness use me anyhow Lord, we will give you the glory, the honor, and the praise. So speak, Lord, for your servants are listening. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Luke chapter 5, verse 4, these words are recorded. Now, when he had left speaking, he said unto Simon, launch out into the deep, let down your nets for a drop. Simon answering said unto him, Master, we have toiled all the night and have taken nothing. Nevertheless, at thy word, I will let down the net. When they had had this done, they enclosed a great multitude of fishes and their net break. 
they beckoned unto their partners which were in the other ship that they should come and help them. And they came and filled both the ships so that they began to sink. Simon Peter saw it. He fell down at Jesus' knees saying, Depart from me for I am a sinful man, O Lord. For he was astonished and all that were with him at the draft of the fishes which he, they had taken. And so was also James and John, the sons of Zebedee, which were partners with Simon. Jesus said unto Simon, Fear not, for henceforth thou shalt catch men. When they had brought their ships to land, they forsook all and followed him. Thus ends the reading of God's holy word. You may be seated in the presence of the Lord. I want to talk from this subject this morning because God said it. Because God said it. Because I said so. Some of y'all know that sound. And you know those words. Infamous words of a parent who has been stretched to the limit. From a child who keeps on inquiring why. Because I said so. You know those words. You've probably used those words because of the back and forth that is going on too long and the questioning that continues and the dialogue that ensues. And when you use those words because I said so, it's meant to stop the conversation. To end the dialogue. Don't ask me another. Because something going to happen if you say something else. Because I said so. That's it. Why can't I go? Why do I have to wear this? Why you ain't ask him to do it? <laughs> that was a pop quiz. You, you did good on that. <laughs> Peter, Peter, Peter in this text reminds us of the authority of Christ. He reminds us of the rank and the position that the Lord as Lord should have in and over the lives of those who follow him. But he also reminds us that faith oftentimes comes through the portal of doubt. Can I show it to you? Simon, later named Peter, was an expert fisherman. He and his brother were professional fishermen who made their living from the catch 
of the day that they bring in. They were not fishermen uh, for hobby. They did not fish for relaxation. They did not fix, fish for recreation. They fished to make a living. The well-being of their family was dependent on how well they fished. And so they did not have a few poles and a few lines in the water waiting for a fish or two to come by and take the barber down. They were commercial fishermen who threw their nets into the water pulling out dozens of fish at a time. Jesus, however, is not at this point what you might consider by trade a professional. He is becoming a teacher. He is gaining a following for his wisdom and knowledge in the things of God. He is a rising rabbi. Jesus comes along and asks as a rising rabbi for use of one of the boats. He needs to teach the people who are following him. And in order to reach the masses of people, because there are so many, he asks for the use of Simon Peter's boat and for Simon to push out a little into the water so that they would have enough room to teach the masses. Luke calls this the Lake of Gennesaret. It is better known as the Sea of Galilee. And so Jesus preaches a sermon on the sea on Simon's boat. I'm not sure if Simon was listening to the sermon. I don't know if Simon's heart was necessarily pricked because of Jesus' preaching because after it is over, Peter does not come down to the altar declaring, Thou art the Christ. After Jesus finishes his sermon, Peter is not moved or overcome by the Spirit or rushes to the feet of Jesus. Peter is just doing a good deed for a rising rabbi who needs use of his boat. After the sermon is over, the people start to leave. There was no one there except Jesus and Simon in the boat by themselves. And rather than preach a sermon to Simon, Jesus gives some simple instructions. instructions. Launch out into the deep. Let down your net for a draft. A bunch of fish. Now, 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 because I know a little bit about fishing. I know that fish can either be in the shallows or in the deep. There is nothing inherent about the deep that automatically means fish are there. Fish can be in three feet of water. Or 30 feet of water. It all depends on several factors. Time of day. Temperature of the water. Direction the wind is blowing. Are the fish spawning? Have they finished the spawn? Where are the bait fish swimming? So a lot of things determine whether the fish are in the shallow or in the deep. And because Jesus says to Simon, launch out in the deep, it suggests that Jesus knows something about fishing. Stay with me. So can you imagine Simon's intrigue and Simon's interest in Jesus and his instruction? Because after all, Jesus is just a neophyte of a teacher telling a professional fisherman how to do his job. Some of y'all going to feel me in just a minute because you, you know how you would feel if somebody knew 
showed up in your lane. Tried to tell you how to, come on and talk to me if you can. Tried to tell you how to do your job that you've been doing. You just got here. How you going to tell me how to do my job? You, you still green behind the ear. How you going to tell me how to do your job? The, the ink is still wet on your diploma. How you going to tell me how to do my Even though Simon doesn't say it out loud, you can hear it in his voice. You can hear it in his voice. You can hear it in his voice. Now, Jesus, I was quiet while you were teaching. I didn't say nothing about your sermon. I didn't say about how long you stayed on that third point. You could have cut that by 20 minutes. I didn't say nothing about your introduction. I didn't say nothing about how you made your analogies. I stayed quiet the whole time. And here you are in my boat, in my business. He didn't say it quite like that. Here's what Simon said. He said, Lord, we've toiled all night long. And we ain't called nothing. In other words, we're professionals. We know what we're doing. We know the tools. We know the techniques. We understand the time. We know how to fish. And in all of our experience and expertise, we have done nothing. Here it is. Nevertheless. At thy word, I will let down the net. In other words, because you said it, I'll do it. Now, 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 I know a lot of people preach this and you already ready to shout because of Peter's faith. But let me suggest to you that from another perspective, I wonder if this is not so much about Peter's faith as it is Peter's doubt. Because remember, up until this point, Simon Peter is not a disciple of Jesus. He is not following Christ. Do I have a witness here? Simon at this point is just hanging out, watching and listening and trying, watch this, to make up his mind about who this Jesus fellow really is. Mm, Simon is still a fisherman who would become a fisher of men. So could it be that Simon casting his net into the deep was more to disprove Jesus? than it was to really prove. Could it be that Simon was saying to him, I know what I'm doing, but just to make you happy, For kicks and giggles. I'll let down the net just because you said so. I want to suggest to you that this was Simon's moment of putting Jesus to the test. This was Simon perhaps saying, I've heard about you. I've been watching you, but I don't know you for myself. And since you're in my boat and you've given me a direct challenge, now I can prove for myself if there's anything to you. 
Because if I throw this net over here and nothing gets in it, you're a fake and you're a phony. So because you said it, because you issued the challenge, because you charged me at your word, I'll let it down. I'll let it down. I'll let it down. The reality, my brothers and sisters, is that sometimes doubt drives us to the space where faith can be realized. It was the doubt of the father whose son was tormented by a dumb spirit who said to Jesus, Lord, I believe. Help thou mine unbelief. And that's what set him up to see the miraculous power of Jesus being manifested in his son's life. It was Thomas's doubt in the resurrected Christ that set him up to touch the nail prints in the hands and leave that experience saying, my Lord, my God. And somebody here this morning is in that very place of doubt. The same place where Simon was. You're skeptical about this thing called faith. You're cautious about this thing called church. You're careful in how far you're willing to go in your belief and in your faith and in your obedience to the Lord because you wonder if there's anything to this. Or is it all just a bunch of cultural emotionalism? Black folk just love get together shouting. Is it anything to it or is it just cultural tradition being passed off as true? You, some of you have been watching and studying and listening from a distance as an intellectual exercise or you've taken it as some lifestyle enhancement that, well, it can't hurt. But you've never really taken Jesus at his word and taken a risk with God. This sermon is for you. I stopped by this morning to say to you this morning, God is real. Jesus is his son. And if you open your heart to him this morning, everything that you wondered about, everything that you've had questions about, everything that has kept you from leaning into that reality, God will make himself absolutely known without any equivocation, without any doubt, without any skepticism or any question. And you can walk away from this service this morning, here today, knowing in your head and in your heart that God is real. what happened to Simon. Simon said, because you said it, I'll do it, and I can finally know for myself if there's anything to you, Jesus. So he cast his net into the deep. With his doubt, watch this, he still cast his net. Not expecting anything to happen, he still cast his net. Not, not sure that anything would come of it, but just because God issued the challenge through Jesus the Son, he still cast his net. I need somebody who's not sure about this thing, who doesn't know what God will do. Just have enough faith to cast it anyhow. Even in your doubt, cast your net. Even not knowing what God will do, how God will show up, do it anyhow. And see if the Lord won't meet you here. 
Do it anyhow and see if God won't show up in your life. Do it anyhow and see if the Lord won't meet you halfway. Cast your net into the deep. Try him and see. Say, you do it. I'll show you what I'm all about. You cast off into the deep. I'll show you who I am. You cast your nets in the deep, and I'll fill it up with so much fish your little nets will break. I'll give you, watch this. I'll give you, watch this. I'll give you what you've been looking for. I'll fill your net with the stuff that you've been fishing for so much so your nets will break and your boat will be too little for. <sighs> Hear me today. If God said it, you need to follow it. If God said it, you need to abide by it. If God said it, you need to build your life upon it. For three reasons, I'm done. Number one, if God said it, it will be. If God said it, then it will be. Don't you remember the words of the Lord spoken through the prophet Isaiah? In Isaiah chapter 55, verse 10, it says, For as the rain cometh down, and the snow from heaven, and returneth not thither, but watereth the earth, and maketh it bring forth and bud, that it may give seed to the sower, and bread to the eater. So shall my word be that goeth forth out of my mouth. It shall not return unto me void, but shall accomplish the thing I please, and it shall prosper in the thing whereunto I send it. Here's what God says. The same way I send rain down to water the grass, the same way I send snow down to water the fields and the rain and the snow do what they supposed to do and they don't come back to heaven until they done what they supposed to do. He said, in the same way that my word goes from my mouth and it does not come back to me until it has produced what I've intended. Good God Almighty. Y'all missed y'all shout. He said, my word is not coming back to heaven until it produces the thing that I sent it to do. Ah. So, so why do you need to follow God's word? Because if God said it, then it will be. He said, let there be light. And it was so. He said, let there be a firmament in the midst of the waters. And it was so. He said, let the waters be divided from the waters, from the earth. He said, and it was so. He said, let the earth bring forth grass and the herb yielding seed and the fruit tree yielding fruit after its kind. And it was so. Why? Because whatever God said, it will be. And that doesn't only work in creation. But somebody here can testify that God's word has worked in your life. Do I have a witness in here? Somebody can witness this morning that you've seen the things that the Lord said come manifest in your life. He said he'd never leave you nor forsake you. And it was so. He said that he would keep your mind in perfect peace. And it was so. He said my grace is sufficient. And it was so. He said the flood waters will not overtake you. And it was so. 
He said the fire should not burn you. And it was so. He said the prayer of the faith will raise you. And it was so. And rather than being like a child, arguing with the Lord, going back and forth and saying, but why? How? When? Just decide because he said so. I don't know why. I can't tell you how. I may not be able to tell you when. But I can say because he said so. Because he said so, it will come to pass. Number two, number two, you ought to do what he says because God said it, we can trust it. Because he said it, we can trust it. Quickly, David simply said it like this in Psalm 119, 160, thy word is true from the beginning. Paul said it like this in 2 Corinthians 1 and 20, for all the promises of God in him are yea and amen. And then Jesus came around and said it like this in John 6 and 63, it is the spirit that quickeneth. The flesh profiteth nothing. The words that I speak unto you, they are spirit and life. What are you saying? I'm saying, listen, we can trust God's word. Now hear me, y'all know this to be true. Some folk you can't trust. That ought to be a wave of amens going across the sanctuary. I'll start on this side, go over to that side. I'm, I'm going to say it again so you can catch the wave. Some folk you can't trust. Some folk, you know when they lie. They mouth moving. Can't trust them. They major in telling lies. They study how to effectively. Wish I had a witness in here. And, and listen, that's folk from all walks of life. Politicians lie. Preachers lie. All right, all right. So you thought I wasn't going to touch the pulpit. Preachers lie. I know some deacons lie. You know if I'm going to come to the pulpit, I'm going to come to the pew. Mothers lie. Sunday school teachers. Folk put their hands on the Bible and get on the witness stand and 
who come before the altar, take their vows, look at each other, and say what they're going to do. And before angels, God, and witnesses, But here's the good news this morning. We can trust the word of God. If God said it, good God Almighty, I'm going to shout all by myself in here. If God said it, we can trust it. If God said it, we can believe it. If God said it, we can hold to it. If God said it, we can build our lives upon it. If God said it, we can trust God's word. Three, and I'm out of here. And this is the most challenging part. Because God said it, here it is, we should obey it. Here it is. Here it is. Your stated love for Jesus means very little if you don't do what he says. Here's what Jesus said. To his disciples and those who would follow him. He said, if you love me. Keep my commandments. Children, you, you can give your parents beautiful Christmas gifts. Wonderful Valentine gifts. Great birthday gifts. But if you love them. Should have had two or three more parents to say amen right there. The best gift that you can give a parent, if you love them, is to obey them. If you love me, don't have me arguing with you day and night over stuff. You, you know you were supposed to vacuum the carpets. You, There's that head I was looking for. Thank you. If you love me, if, if you love me, don't, 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 don't have me out here doing stuff that's on your chores to do. If you love me, keep my commandments. That's what Jesus says to his disciples, and that's what the Lord says to us today. And because he said it, we should not only trust it, but we should obey it. I leave you with these words. Jesus says in John 8, 31, if you continue in my word, then ye are my disciples indeed. And you shall know the truth. The truth will make you free. Here it is. Continue in my word. Then you'll be my disciples. Simon, I'm through, Pat. You can, you can play me out. Simon, Simon cast his nets into the deep at the words of Jesus. Listen to me. Listen to me good. 
I want to invite somebody this morning. Listen to me. Listen to me. I want to invite somebody this morning. Cast your net into the deeper things of God. Here it is. I want somebody this morning. Cast your net into a deeper faith. deeper level of trust a deeper commitment to Christ cast your net into a deeper understanding of who God is launch out to the deep Launching out into the deep may require you to have to do something that Simon had to do. Simon had to admit that he didn't have anything to lose. Listen to it. We've toiled all night long and we still don't have anything. to admit that he didn't have anything to lose. Hmm. What do I have to lose? What do you have to lose? By casting out into the... What do you have to lose? By saying yes to the Lord. What do you have to lose? By giving your life to Christ. What do you have to lose? That little stuff you got, God's got that and so much more. What do you have to lose? That little money, that little fame, that little house, what do you have to lose? Simon had to look at his boat and say, I ain't got nothing to lose. I don't have anything. Watch this. Not only did he have to admit he didn't have to lose, he had to acknowledge that his way didn't work. Said, I've done everything I know to do. I've done it my way. I've practiced my practice. I've done everything I know. I've studied. And it didn't work. Somebody here this morning has to acknowledge your way hadn't been working. How you've been trying to do life, that hadn't worked. The lifestyle you tried to set up for yourself, that hadn't worked. The guardrails you've tried to put in place to live a moral and an ethical life, that hadn't worked. You need God, Jesus as your Savior, and the Holy Spirit as your sealer. What do you have to lose? Cast out into the deep. I want to challenge you this morning. Cast out into the deep. You may not know what God is going to do, but I can tell you this, he's going to show up. 
He's not going to let you walk in water by yourself. Ask Peter. After Peter got used to seeing what the Lord could do on the water, he decided to join him one day. He said, come on out here, Peter, and walk with me on this water. I want to tell you somebody, cast out into the deep. Come on, everybody stand to your feet. I will. I will be with you. Somebody's making that decision. I will be with you. That's what the Lord says. You don't have to make it by yourself. Jesus is going to meet you on the deep part. I will be with you. And trust him. Trust me. Come on and trust him. Trust me. Now here it is right here. Shh. Here's how you trust him. Every head bow. Every eye closed. You're here this morning. God sees you. God knows where you are. I'm going to ask you even in your doubt to try Jesus. Even with your skepticism, try Jesus. Not knowing what he's going to do, try Jesus right now. If you're here this morning, if you never accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, come right here and meet us here this morning. Wherever you are, slide out of your seats, come into the aisle, meet us here this morning. You ready to make Jesus Lord? Come here this morning, try him this morning. Try him this morning. Yes, Lord. I'm, I'm going to say yes. I got to admit, I don't have anything to lose. I got to admit, my way hadn't worked out. I got to admit, God, there's got to be a better way. And I'm willing to try you right now. The doors of the church are open. Won't you trust him this morning? Trust him this morning. Trust him this morning. Come on, say yes. Come on, say yes. Say yes to the Lord. You feel him in your heart. You feel him right now. Hallelujah. Trust him right now. Trust him right now. Maybe you've already given your life to Christ, but you don't have a church home. You don't have a place to fellowship, a place to worship, a place to grow in your faith. The doors of the church are open. You can come right now. Trust him right now. Launch out into this part of his kingdom. Call K Chapel. Come down. Come right now. Come right now. Come right now. Be a part of what God is doing in this place. Come right now. Come right now. Come right now. Come on. Come on. I see you. Come on. Come on. Come on. There are others coming. There are others coming. Come on. Come on. Listen, if you've been out of the church and you need to come back home, you come on. You come on. Come on. You need to come back home. You come on right now. Come on. Come on. God bless you. Come right now. Come right now. Somebody's coming home. God bless you. Come on. Come on. Somebody's ready to rededicate themselves to Christ. You've been in the church, you love the Lord, you know the Lord, but truth be told, you've been doing it your way. And you feel the Lord bringing you back to this place, you come right now, you come right now. Don't, go, don't be ashamed, don't worry about anybody else. Launch out into the deep. Launch out right now, right now by faith. Right now, even in doubt, launch out and see what God will do. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Somebody needs prayer. Ministers, come down here. Somebody needs prayer this morning. Come on, come on. There are others coming. 
You need prayer, meet these ministers on this side. You want to come to the Lord or come to the church? Meet us on this side. Prayer to my right. Coming to Christ or coming to the church on my left. Wherever you are, whatever you need, you come right now. Hallelujah. Glory to his name. Glory to his name. I will. I will. Come on now. Come on. Come on. Come on. I will be with you. I will be with you. Won't you meet her? Meet her there. 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 Trust me, only oh, trust me. If she needs to pray right here, don't don't make her don't make her walk a long distance. Y'all pray with her right there if she needs prayer. Y'all pray with her right there if she needs prayer. Hallelujah, Hallelujah. Come on, come on. I'll fight your battle, yeah. I'll fight your battle. That's what the Lord says. I'll fight your battle. Ooh. 
us go home. I will trust in the Lord. I will trust in the Lord. I will trust. God in the sweet yeah. communion of his Holy Spirit rest, rule, and abide with each of you now, henceforth, and forevermore. In the name of the Father and of the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Yeah. Amen and amen. Come on, come on. Yeah.